Jones. Looking, steps, throws to the end zone. Welcome to Raised Roof in Arkansas podcast. Here are your hosts, Braden and Hayden. We're here to talk Arkansas basketball, first game of the season. And this is for your preseason ranked, or preseason 10th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks, which is not too shabby, Braden. Could be higher. Could be higher, but, you know, top 10's got a nice ring to it. I think you and I maybe believe that it could be top 5, but with the talent that this team has... We'll see in time. They'll have their opportunities to move up the rankings. Yeah, it is a young team. Six freshmen coming in. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you and I, in our time watching Arkansas and our time in Fayetteville, have seen so many new players on a team. Um, Fifteen players, thirteen or eleven new faces. Yeah, and two are walk on. Were walk ons last year, right? Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it is very, that's challenging, right? I think the closest maybe you go is from our freshman to sophomore year when it was pretty much Jalen that came, uh, I forget his last name. Jalen Harris? Jalen Harris, Mason Jones, um, Adriel Bailey, and I guess you had four. You had four guys. Yeah, this one, I mean, as far as guys that are going to see the court of our regular basis, you only have two guys coming back. Yeah. And the farther we get down the road, we'll see how much Kamani's playing. Yeah, I it is that is sad because again, you love holding on to players year by year and if Kamani doesn't get much play time, you can't hold on to him. Devo, you can, but we don't even know how much play time he's going to get. I mean, um, we'll see what must will do with these lineups is interesting, but um, yeah. Well, we'll get back into today's game. We can mm-hmm. start by talking about what we expect out of this team this season. Yeah. Well, I think this team, with the the amount of talent that they have, I expect them to be a quality shooting team. I think I've heard how much of a you know a score Nick Smith is, uh, how much of a you know of a true point guard Anthony Black is. Um, Jordan Walsh is a good finisher. I've heard these great things um, about all. Of, our recruits and how great they are scoring. So I expect to, to be more offensive than last year. Last year was a lot about our defense, which helped us in games where we may not have had more offensive talent, but our defense was so good last year. I think our offense is going to be shining as well this year, and I think our defense will too. But that's what I expect. I think that I expect this team to be full of a lot of freak athletes that – have fun while playing, um, that get to the rim a lot, get to the free throw line a lot. I think they're going to take a lot of fouls. We're going to probably – I don't know if we're going to see more three-pointers than last year. I know we weren't a three-point shooting team last year, but we'll see in time about that. Um, I think this team has a lot more length. Last year, was like everyone is 6'6 six, six or below. Mm-hmm. All of the like top probably like eight or nine players on the team were all like 6'6 six, six or shorter. Right. You had to put in some of the – Guys who probably wouldn't have played as much if they weren't six eight six ten. Yeah, no, and that, that that's the thing. So this this team you have 
What if you look at Kamani? Yeah, yeah, he's a big size. Um, I mean, you have Anthony is six seven, and Walsh is six seven. Jordan, Makai, and Mikel are six ten, six eleven, respectively. Um, you have um, Tra- Trayvon, who's Brazil's about six six eleven. Maybe? Yeah, I think he's um, Trayvon is listed at six ten. So, I mean, even Nick Smith is six five. The shortest guy that's probably gonna you're gonna see is Devo at six four. Yeah, I mean that, and then yeah, the, I mean okay, Darian Ford is six three, so the shortest player you're gonna see is six three. So that's that's crazy to me. You know, that's height advantage. That's good for rebounding. Last year, I felt like we got out rebounded. Few, I mean, not. Um, I'm I don't want to say quite a few times, but it it was a theme I noticed. So this year maybe it was a little different. You have more size. That's obviously going to be better for rebounding. But are these guys going to be willing to work hard for rebounding? Isn't just size, right? We we know that you have to move around, and um, like some of the best rebounders we know, Braden, like aren't necessarily six eleven, six twelve, or seven footers, right? So yeah, <laughs> there's some tall guys that don't rebound at all. Right, right. But I mean, like we said, we're said eleven new faces. It's going to take a little while to get used to seeing what everyone's strength strengths and weaknesses are. But yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this team, all the hype coming in, it's Final Four or bust. Yeah, and I I want to say that because you have what, two McDonald's right. three five stars. Three five stars and two of them are McDonald's players, right? With Nick Smith and mm-hmm. Anthony. Yeah. And yeah, so Arkansas never had three the five. number two class in the country behind Duke? Yeah. It's as elite, you know, you go back to um, the days where you had Day, Mayberry, and, uh, um, gosh, I can't think of his name, um, Corey Beck and uh, Corliss, yeah, Williamson. Corliss Williamson, I can't think of his name for a second, but these, like, crazy four or five stars, too, but this is the best ever, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how they compare with those with those other teams, because you and I know that's the thing, we can't hold on to Anthony Black and Nick Smith. Those guys aren't coming back. I don't even think Jordan Walsh will come back. Uh, the lot of this team will probably leave after no, a lot this of it depends too. on how the season goes. Uh, that is true. If it goes as we expect, again, yeah. we'll probably will see a bunch of new faces last year. I mean, next year. Next too. year as well. So I mean, I feel like that's been a theme kind of with Musselman every year. It seems like he's bringing back a bunch of new or bringing in a bunch of new guys. It is so hard to be consistent in terms of how you finish in the NCAA tournament every year. And you have back-to-back elite eight finishes. But your team this year is more talented than either of those teams, probably. But are they? do you have the player like Adi's Tony, like uh, uh, who is the... Justin Smith. Justin Smith. You know, that, that glue player that, that, that just really made that those teams just, I mean, just flow. Mm-hmm. Um I think we obviously have the JD notes. We have several JD notes on this team. Um, I think people that are want to be want to make the shot. I, I, uh, Ricky Council's one that's going to be one of those guys that's going to surprise people. Um, Nick Smith, we know he's going to want to take. He's going to be one take the last shot, right? He's going to want to take every shot. Yeah. So, but I expe- I think you're right. You you have back to back lead eights, and you didn't have the greatest teams in the world. 
this team, you have more talent, you should make a Final Four. And the transfer portal, Mus has really found out. I found a way to create a team out of the transfer portal. Right. You bring in a whole team of experienced players and put them together. Yeah, we have seen excellent transfers. Uh, the, the last Smith, Jalen Tate, like we were talking about. Jalen Tate, Stanley Amude, who, who came from South Dakota, which was a lower school, and then uh, Mikel really Mackay well came from Bro Island, Rhode oh, yeah, Island. The Mitchell twins. Yes. Um, Jalen Graham, Arizona State, right? So you, he's getting, you're right, this has become, no, Mus is becoming known for his ability to get the last transfer. Year, he's already got a nickname last year, the Importer. Yep. Yep, and how, uh, again, Arkansas made a lead eight last. They beat the number one overall seed in the tournament. Those Without those transfers. The I game mean, for yeah. Anthony Black. Yeah. We don't beat Gonzaga last year. He might be in, yeah, up in, there in Washington. Spokane, yep. He, uh, Muss is doing good there. So that's what I like to see. It's not just freshmen, right? There are older faces on this team. Uh, Brilliant. Like we said, 11 new faces. Five of those are transfers. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, as you said, it is kind of I, – I may not say bus because I'm like – I know how the NCAA tournament goes. And it's so hard to three years in a row do better than the Sweet 16. Like, that's crazy talk, um, the way that – the format of that tournament goes. But, yeah, you're right. The talent is there. They should – they're probably one of the four best teams, talent-wise. Um, we'll still have to wait and see because I can't judge every college basketball team right now. <laughs> a little early for that. But for as we know, the recruiting rankings, right, Arkansas was number two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that is just your one class that you just brought in. It doesn't count. I guess I, your older players. But, I mean, there's still I mean, still a lot of talent. I mean, what I what I what – I'm, hoping out of this team compared to other teams is that they can finally Arkansas has won an SEC championship not an SEC, SEC tournament championship SEC overall championship I don't think ever no 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 they did the year 94-95 they didn't win the tournament those years um, the SEC tournament but that was like the last time they won the SEC season overall what is mm-hmm. Alabama won at the COVID year? We were right behind them last year. We were right behind uh, at Kentucky. No, Kentucky didn't win it. Did it? Was it Tennessee? No, Tennessee won the SEC tournament. The one seed in that tournament was Kentucky. Auburn. Oh, Auburn, yeah, Auburn won it, but they choked at the well, end. We of beat Auburn. <laughs> yeah. So this is a team that can can go through the SEC, and I expect them to be right with Kentucky. We're looking at that game at the end of the year with Kentucky in Bud Walton. Yeah. The game possibly for the conference championship. (coughs) Right. Kentucky preseason four. I think Arkansas was number two in the SEC at number 10. I think Tennessee was 11. And Auburn's 15. Auburn's 15, and Alabama's 20. 20. I mean, this is looking like football. you got five SEC teams in the top 20. It it's not as great of a conference for basketball as football, but it's still it's, getting better. It's much better. Um, like a few years ago, it was like SEC lucky to have two, three teams ranked. Now they have five in the top twenty. They just need to perform it's, better in the NCAA tournament, I mean, and not have Arkansas yeah. carry the if you conference. Look at the, I'd say if you look at the twenty twenties, 
I'd say the SEC has probably been the best, most consistent conference. As you far as like, as all the way through, if you look all the way through, not just at the top couple teams, I feel like the SEC. You could maybe say Big Twelve. It's a little better, but it's close. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think even like the bottom feeders, kind of the SEC, would be competitive in other conferences. Yeah. Other conferences like ACC's kind of been top heavy the last they couple years. They used to be the best ACC. Yeah, but last couple years I feel like they've been pretty top heavy. Yeah, last year was the worst I'd seen eight besides Duke and I mean maybe, it's not, maybe. you know, as clear cut as football with SEC being number one. Yeah. But I'd say SEC I think has been the best conference for the last couple years. But I still think if you look at talent wise Tennessee will be good because they have, you know, Viscovi and that uh, Ziegler. Mm-hmm. They're coming back, so obviously they're they're going to be hyped. She is coming back for Kentucky. Alabama has one dude that was good last year coming back. Was it Katie, Green, and um, Wendell? Yeah, Wendell, 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 Green. Yeah, Wendell and uh, – Katie Johnson are back for Auburn as well. Del Green, Katie Johnson. Yep, those. Okay. So these players, Arkansas is not going to sweep through the SEC. But again, I think talent-wise, us in Kentucky are because Kentucky has Wheeler and um, Sheboy, mm-hmm. and those guys are you guys. You and me know those guys can play. So yeah, Sheboy was. SEC player that year last he year. He dominated when we played them. Like we just could not stop and. I know that's part of that. Jalen Williams wasn't. I think he was ill for that game, if I remember right. He was that was the like, game he was ill for? I remember yeah, him being sick for one game. I think that was the Kentucky game, but he still did good. Um, but that's what I'm hoping, Brayden, that this team can finally get that SEC championship overall first first time since '95. I think so. Let's hope they can do that. Yeah, I mean they got the talent. Just gotta put it together. Don't want you know the last. I feel like the last couple years, they've overperformed. You don't want to bring in all this hype and then underperform now. Right. But, I mean, so far, Muss has proved to be, like, the guy every step of the way so far. Yeah. There's and, not, not been too much complaining. I mean, last year, you, we look at the start of the year, it's kind of... It was good. It was kind of rough. Well, not, it was 9-0, and out. 9-0, and and then it was... Well, I mean... Just the way you're winning, you're playing like these smaller schools, Mercer, you're not blowing them out at the yeah. start of the year. It didn't look like they were a top eight team. But then you go to the Elite Eight for the second year in a row, you beat number one, Gonzaga. The past two years, Brayden, we've noticed the theme that that time when students go home after finals, that end of December, early January, those three, four games, Arkansas messes up. Everybody freaks out. They lose three in a row, four in a row, whatever it is. Uh, this team, yeah, last or the last two last years that's happened. We yeah. really these the team is really fed off the crowd. So mm-hmm. having those dis- or Christmas break games where you don't have that strong crowd presence affects them. Yeah, it's like lose. playing a neutral site game. Yeah, and that is the weird part about that time is that people, yeah, students aren't there. Um, Was it? We lost to Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt home last, last year. year, Missouri the year before. Hofstra and Little Rock. Hofstra and oh, Rock. the worst loss of all. Yeah. <laughs> last year. Baby. Baby's revenge. <laughs> hey, like what? Twenty and twenty almost. <laughs> that was a game where you talk about terrible rebounding. That was one of the worst. Yeah. I don't even want to go in that I mean, box score, Braden. 
You I, talked about how good the defense was last year. They gave up 90 points to Hofstra in that game. Yep. But, yeah, that's, that's a different time. That's, that's in the past. Yeah. All right. So, back in these preseason expectations, I, I mean, we had, what, 12 or 13 guys that are talented enough to play on, like, any team. Who do we think is going to – I think we should talk about who we think is going to be the guys that are the guys versus who's probably not going to see the time that they expected to get. Because I think we had 13 guys expecting to see good playing time. I – yeah, I'm. I think obviously Nick Smith and Anthony Brown will be right there. Black, Brown, <laughs> Anthony Black. Uh, Anthony Brown, Brown was in the news for yeah, different reasons. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Smith and Anthony Black will be guys all year long unless they get hurt. Yeah. Knock knock, and um. I, unfortunately, I don't think Jordan Walsh is going to be as big of guy as he thinks. As everybody, I know he's a five star. I think he'll. I think he'll be used he'll, all year long, but he's not going to be. He, I think he's going to be in the core group. He'll be in the core group. I he won't. Yeah, be he the might top. not be like that guy. I think Trayvon will be at the top. Yeah, I think he's probably going to be like the number one big. Yeah, I think uh, Ricky Council will be like that first guy. Point, one yeah, of the first Count- point guards off the bench. Yeah, Ricky Council was a guy that like. I mean, we have all the hype with these freshmen. I didn't like. I remember hearing about him committing, but I don't know too much about him. Didn't think too much of him until like you start getting close to the season. You see how he's been doing in preseason, winning the slam dunk championship on Thursday, the mm-hmm. slam dunk contest. He's a guy that. Uh, I don't, I don't know about came from nowhere, but like he's a guy that kind of went under the radar until like recent last like month or so. Mm. Well, I mean, I knew I'd seen his highlights like last year. He hit like a buzzer beater for Wichita State, and it was crazy. Uh, I think it was in their opening game to avoid a, a horrible loss. Um, but so I and Wichita State's a good basketball school, so I know he had talent to play at a school like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. He's having this preseason success, so I'll, I think he might be this year's Stanley. Yeah, he's very athletic. Um, from what it he, he I I don't know I don't I don't he's built different than Stanley, but yeah, because Stanley was I mean, they're the point different guard. players. Yeah. I'm just saying transferring in from I don't know. Wichita I mean, State's a better Wichita school State's than, better South, than South, Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like he's going to be that transfer that's kind of a mainstay in the starting line. Well, no, that move was probably really good for him. Um, now, also, I don't think Darian Ford. The four stars, I think, is going to be. And Barry Dunning are going to get as much. I think all three of those four stars, it's going to be kind of interesting to see who rises in the. Because I think, you know, they're all freshmen. So they're probably. And they're going to be. Like the, I mean, like. Yeah, kind of your tiers. You have your three five stars and your three four stars, and then you have your more experienced guys that are must <coughs> must is gonna wanna you know mix in there with the transfers. So the four stars, I think it's just gonna be whichever one of them rises to the occasion is gonna get the time. Darian Ford, though, I've been hearing has been the best worker like in the weight room. Darian Ford, I heard, has been the best worker on the whole team in the weight room. So I think 
you give him time, he might be that guy that like kind of rises to the occasion, works throughout the season, and just improves and improves and improves. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And then Pinion's a sharpshooter, so if they're ever in a moment where they really need something like that, he's probably going to be, you know, he's probably the best shooter on the team, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Nick, I don't know. I think Nick is a... Nick can probably shoot better off the dribble. Yeah. But for a spot of three, if they ever need, or in a situation where they need that, probably... Opinion might be the, your guy. Well, uh, it'll be interesting because I think. But I mean, if, you never know. We need to see how his defense is. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Connor is supposed to be a great three-point shooter, and he he shot pretty well in the non-conference. But once we got into conference games, he couldn't really handle the shooting and the pressure. He got that one shot that game at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Against Cade Cunningham, and he missed it. Yeah. The end. Uh, but that's in the past. Jalen Graham, I also think, could be huge kind of from Arizona State, big transfer. Um, I don't know. Oh, I didn't even realize he was 6'9". Yeah, he's got so much potential. Again, he was the player of the game for the red and white game. He, I've just heard how athletic and long he is. Um, how he was, I think, first team all Pac-12. So he's clearly an an excellent player, and we know the Pac-12 last year was fantastic. So that's a really good, maybe second team. I couldn't. It was either all first or second team, but he's a good player, and I hope he gets time. But the problem is, which role does he play? Because Trayvon is if Trayvon's in a lot, and then Jordan Walsh comes in that role. Where do you put Jalen Graham? Then you have the Mitchell twins. Yeah. So, it'll be. I'm really interested. We know that Musselman, the first ten non-conference games, he'll mix up the lineups to try to figure out. Yeah. You know, there's statistics that measure which lineups mesh the best and are the, the most efficient lineups. So, I know he'll get a sense for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, there's thirteen guys right now that yeah are probably all expecting to get playing time. And 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 we know with Musselman, once you get to that conference, there's gonna be seven, eight. Yep, seven or eight, that, that nine, nine. If there's foul trouble, you could say there's a lot in these non cons, but then yeah, SEC's completely yeah. different. Nine to ten, we'll play in non conference games. Once you get to conference, it'll be seven or eight. Yep. And I'm not so sure how much time Devo's gonna get, Brayden. I I yeah. don't know. That's another big question mark I've had going into the season. You have all these. Guys coming in, I mean, Devo's, I guess, he has to be the face of the team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, it's his third year with the team. He's, I mean, he played a lot more than Kamani did last year. So. He had a, though, you could still say a disappointing year last year. Yeah. With all the hype, the amazing things of freshman like year. He regressed a little bit from his freshman year. Yes. Especially in his aggressiveness, which is one of the things I think, Oh, helped yeah. him out a lot. He did not player. pull up and take many jumpers like he used to. He was not aggressive at all. He was taking way more threes last year, Braden. Mm-hmm. And that's not his game. Yeah, <coughs> he's more of a drive, pull up from mid-range. Kind of a throwback kind of guy. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of question marks. It's just 
like I was saying with the four stars, I think it's, a lot of it's just going to be that that bench is just going to come down to who rises to the occasion, who improves during throughout the season, who's working hard in the gym and who's not. Because, I mean, I even if Devo's not going to be like the guy on the team, he's he's going to get time. Mm-hmm. So you have your three five stars that are going to play, even if they're not all going to be like all Americans this year. They're I think all going to play. And then you have Devo, and then you have Brazil. That's five right there. And you add in Ricky Council, who's probably going to get decent time. You have six. And you're running out of space, and you still got all three of your four stars there. You still have Jalen Graham, Kamani. You have the Mitchell twins. That There's not enough time to go around for everyone. Yeah, somebody that we like or that was destined to be good is not going to get time. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe these four stars will be around next year and they'll get their moments to shine. Maybe they'll, maybe one of them is going to end up being like a start, like one of the top five guys this year. Who knows? Right. I mean, that's the thing with freshmen. Some of them play above their ranking. Some of them don't. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I mean, same thing kind of with transfers, that, too, yeah, sometimes. Or we thought Jackson Robinson would be yeah. this player, great, great three-point shooter. KK didn't turn out to be KK, the great oh player gosh. we thought he was going to be. Yeah, that, I think he still has potential and has time playing or at a school where he's going to get more opportunity. Yeah. That's, that's, that'll be interesting to keep, keep eyes on him. Yep. But, I mean, there's not enough time to go around with everybody. With this talented of a team, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, we're pretty sure that Cade, Arbigas, and Blake aren't Lawson Blake aren't going to get too much time. They didn't play very, outside of Blowouts last year. Yeah, no, they're they're not. I they, don't see either. They know that. I they, don't think you. They know that. Them, yeah. I mean, who knows? Could be a Cinderella story. <laughs> Cade yeah. Arbigas did win the team three point contest. <laughs> Uh, if only. Um, what was that one guy we had a few years ago? Johnny? Yeah, Jonathan Holmes. Yeah. Cade might come in be the new Johnny Holmes. Come in in the, um, kind of the cleanup time. Chuck up a bunch of threes, get the crowd going crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely could. Who knows? Maybe there's there's there'll be there, there could be some blowouts where he gets a chance. Mm-hmm. Hey, who knows? Maybe if you need that three-point shot, <laughs> you just stick him, hide him in the no, corner. Oh, <laughs> they that'd be an insult that'd to be the like, other players. They wouldn't do that. That'd be like Rudy for basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if he's if he turns out to be the best three-point shooter, if you need a three, I mean, I don't I don't see it happening, but you never know. Yeah, this would be funny. But yeah, there's so much talent, not enough time for everyone. But yeah, we should get into the opening game with North Dakota State now. Yes. I mean, what, 76 And it was a loss? No, no, no. The first 0-1 start in... The, no, just kidding. The 100th season of Arkansas the basketball kicked off. The centennial season. Kicked off with an 18-point win. I mean, 
not it's, exactly yeah, how we yeah. expected everything to happen between player time and who played when and who scored how the most. Yeah, but I think that's a good win. North Dakota State's a it's uh <coughs> it's a middle tier basketball school, um, and so they got talent there. Yeah. <coughs> The defense was pretty tough for North Dakota State. They were pretty good at about staying in front, not giving up any easy shots. Physical team, too. The one thing about Arkansas' defense I noticed, they were very aggressive, very active hands, but that's, there were moments where that kind of got them in trouble. You know, I noticed especially with um, Makai Mitchell and Jordan Walsh were kind of swiping at the ball a lot. That could get them into some foul trouble. I mean, Jordan Walsh, on, I didn't notice him fouling out, but ESPN's box score says he got five fouls, so I guess he did. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's so subtle. They got to be careful with, like, swiping at the ball. Makai kind of had his arms down over the guy's shoulders when he was trying when they were trying to um, box him up. Yeah, yep. And, uh, well, so Trayvon got a technical foul for flopping. So yeah, no, that was that was Kamani, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Kamani got uh, no, it's Trayvon. Well, I know. Yeah, they got one tech for flopping. Which new rule straight to the tech? Yeah, and that yeah. So I think I think though a lot of our players are were playing physical and standing their ground. But you're you're right. There was a few moments where it's like. Their hands weren't in the right places. Uh, but yeah. I thought the defense was pretty good. I don't think there was a lot of open threes, and that's how I think North Dakota State was going to beat you, is they're definitely a shooting team. They had some open looks, right, Brayden? I mean, you say that. But yeah, they were. you and I have seen games where Arkansas left wide open threes, and sometimes they've been fortunate and the team misses. But this was not a game where there was many wide open threes. Yeah, they were 5 for 21 from three-point range, 24% for North Dakota State. Very good. That's a good – that's good. Anytime under 30% for a team like North Dakota State, that's what I said. They're a mid-tier school that's like, you know, they have incredible football success. But basketball, they've made the tournament probably three times in the last ten years. They've been there, but uh, they they aren't, like, outstanding. But, yeah, they're they're known for their shooting. And I think Arkansas, if you say they're going to shoot under 25%, even under 30% from three, you would take that. Um, and they had that, that num- number 14 was really good for them. He's a good shooter. Um, and, you know, they had s- several good players. Um, yeah, so it wasn't like all great. And this. I think everybody that went into Bud Walton was hoping to see this fireworks, a spectacular show, um, special dunk, special three-pointers, and they were a little humbled, right, Braden? Right? You, you, you realize that it takes time for teams to develop. Um, you respect your opponent a little more. Um, that's that's how I felt. I was like, and it's a lot of showing the football mindset so it takes we have to adjust our minds and what we our expectations yeah like you're talking about 14 he had 17 points Scunberg 
And then number four, Nelson also had 17 points. Both of them were, well, that's free throws. They're both six for eight. Nelson was five of nine shooting, one of two from downtown. And Scunberg, number 14, was five of 13, one of four from downtown. I mean, I'm looking at the starting lineup. There's, what, four threes on 15 attempts? Yeah, the three-point defense was excellent. The I mean, as a whole, North Dakota State only shot thirty-four percent, which is I think the this team with the talent you have, the teams are going to try to shoot three pointers on Arkansas to beat them. And if Arkansas closes out, doesn't get juked out by all these um, you know shot pump fakes, they're going to be okay. And I think there was a few they got um, faked out by, but that happens in a game. And so Arkansas needs to keep executing by limiting three-pointers because that's how the game is now, it's three-pointers. What did we see last year when Arkansas lost? The other team made a lot of three-pointers. So um, maybe except a few times, but there were losses that I noticed was three-point. That team shot well in the three-pointers. So um, I was going to say another thing we didn't even mention yet was that Nick Smith didn't even play this game. Yes. Apparently he's dealing Number with one a, little, a little knee issue, nothing major. Hopefully he'll be back either this Friday for the next game or maybe next Wednesday for game three. Yeah. We hope to have him back soon. This week was North yeah. Dakota State. Next week we have South Dakota State. So I'm saying. I think everybody really wanted, expected coming to Buttawall and see Nick Smith and Anthony Black. It felt Black, like this team yeah. was... At least early on, they were trying to put on a show. There was a yeah. few, there was like three or four alley-oop attempts in like the first ten minutes that, I mean, didn't really work out. They got one eventually. I think it was Anthony Black to Trayvon Brazil. Yep. There was a lot of good that came out of this game. There's a lot. I mean, you could see, I think, potential in everyone that touched the floor. Ten guys touched the floor. The guys, out of like the 13 guys we were talking about, the three guys that didn't play, Nick Smith because of his injury, Jalen Graham didn't play, and then uh, Mackay, or Mikel Mitchell didn't play. Our start, The starting lineup I think would be important for the first game to go over. Mackay Mitchell was, ba- I mean, he's listed as a four. He's basically the center. <coughs> basically the, stand- the center for that first group. Come on, he started at the four. Um... Anthony. I, just, I mean, yeah. three guards, but I guess the three would probably be Ricky, Council. Yeah. Ricky would also Steve the starting at the shooting and guard, then, yeah. and Anthony's the point guard. Yeah. And then you had Brazil, Ford, Walsh, Dunning Jr., and Pinion all got time off the bench. I mean, four guys played 30-plus minutes. Black played 30 minutes. Brazil played 32 minutes. Council played 36. And Devo played 39 out of 40 minutes. I mean, early on, it looks like it's Devo's team, pretty much. He played the most minutes. I mean, Kamani got the start, the two returners, him and, De- him and Devo. I mean, but that I mean, that might change as the season goes. Nick Smith comes back. It'll be interesting to see what changes they make to the lineup. If they go smaller, they go smaller, take Kamani out, and have, like, four guards in the starting lineup, I feel like... That's kind of what we did last year. Mm-hmm. You have four guards and then Jalen. Or you could, um, I don't know, bring Ricky off the bench. I would probably, 
at least for the early part of the season, as long as Devo's playing well, I keep him in the lineup, in the starting lineup. It's his team. I think he's earned that right, as long as he keeps playing well. And then, I mean, Anthony's a true point guard, so I think probably Kamani or Ricky go to the bench once Nick comes back. And, I mean, Must does some stuff that's kind of unexpected, but always in, seems to work out, so. I mean, I'm sure whatever he does will be fine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm again. Whatever lineups he does, I thought tonight's was int- intriguing as well. Like I did not expect to see. I thought um, Brazil would start. Oh yeah, and I did not expect Makai. Yeah, that's that was the Walsh. dark fact. The, I thought Walsh would start too. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, so there's a few guys that I, I think kind of the lineup I was expecting. Well. I wouldn't have Nick in there. Nick, the three five stars I thought would all be starting your first game. And then probably uh, Brazil. And then Devo. That's the five I would have put out there probably. Or would expect it. Maybe with Nick not playing, it shifted the thing, the lineup. So yeah. where you put in two different guys instead of Walsh. And Nick Smith, right? Walsh did only play 18 minutes, so yeah. maybe just he hasn't performed up to what his expectations so far, but long season, still a lot of time for him to get yeah. there. And then Ford played three minutes, Pinion played three minutes, Dunning Jr. played nine minutes for your four-star freshman. I and mean, then, not, not too much time for them. They're, like, like we said earlier, they're young. They're not your top recruits coming in. I mean, any other year, those would be like the top three guys. But, I mean, just it's a special class this year. So you have these talented guys. They're just not on the top of kind of your – on the top of the list. And then we, we saw how I think the biggest surprise for me is scoring-wise is Ricky Council. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic game. He had three guys carry the scoring. Council had 22, Brazil had 21, and Devo had 18. Yeah, I mean, that, that Devo showed some promise. Some parts, he had a few turnovers that were he really bad. had five bad. turnovers. Yeah, to which that part is not good. But um, And you said it, Ricky Council's a little selfish. Anthony Black well, was a little... I wouldn't say off. selfish, but he's very aggressive on offense. Yeah, okay. There's just moments where it looked like... The big man had kind of come off of Makai a couple times mm. and shot into a mid-range double team when he could have probably got a dump over the top to Makai on the block. But, I mean, he's usually in the middle of a dribble move, probably hard to pass out of at times. Right. But, yeah, there's just a few moments where I noticed that he probably would have been better off passing instead of taking the tough shot. He did make some tough shots. He made a few turnarounds. Yeah. He made some great and ones. He had a terrific dunk. Yeah, he was playing play the, the game. Yeah, yeah, backwards dunk. Nine for fourteen yeah. shooting. Could work on his free throws. He was three for six. Yeah, this team's that's might be a theme. Yeah, sixteen for twenty three overall for the team. Honestly, I thought it was worse walking out of that game. I think maybe the second half was a lot better. The yeah. first half, it felt like they were going one for two every time. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, they actually shot one better than North Dakota State. It was 15 out of 23 from the line. Only 10 three-point attempts for the game. 
I mean, this team seems very... It took till 10 minutes left in the first half to take the first three. Yeah. For Trayvon to take the first... That's how... You, as a team, when you don't get off a shot at the end of a shot clock, you usually jack up a three. But this team, they're taking shots in different ways. So they, that was, yeah. It's a very drive-heavy offense, at yeah. least from this first game. I mean, Ricky was very aggressive going towards the rim. Anthony Black seemed to drive to the rim every time he got the ball. Devo is always looking to drive to the rim. That was what's different from last year. Last year's team was so good at passing at times, my goodness, to I mean, create the open shot. That's one yeah. thing besides – or I think that was last year. That was the one thing they were missing was kind of the guy that – I mean, besides J.D., when J.D. wasn't on, the guy that could drive to the rim, it didn't seem like anyone else besides J.D. really could. Right. Or maybe that was the team two years ago I was thinking of that. It just seemed like they didn't have that guy that was just aggressive driving towards the rim all the time. Well, you need that, right? Mm-hmm. You need the Mason Jones. Because, yeah, when Mason Jones left, it was the year after. It was like, it was like that one guy, that one piece is what was missing from the being a championship team. Right. I mean, when Gafford left, it seemed like, oh, we need a big man. That's the one piece we're missing. Then Mason Jones left. It was like, oh, that offensive playmaker that can get his own shot. That's what we're missing. Always seems like those guys, is like the year after they leave, we get these new guys coming in and then, they're the piece that's missing, the guy that just left. We'll see if we have that same kind of, I don't know, seeing the same hole that we've seen. I think you got too many different kind of players um, with potential that there'll be an Three obvious shooting hole. might be that hole this year. Yeah, I mean... You have a couple shooters, It was last year, too, and we managed. But. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a championship team. It was the Elite Eight team. I'm saying, like, from being the championship team, it seems like we've been one piece away for the last three, four years. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, they've been fantastic every year that Muscle's been here. But to be, like, that well-rounded, cover-all-the-bases championship contending team, it seems like there's been, like, just one piece missing. Yeah. Well, and it's hard for me, you and I to judge solely just off this game. We're going to need to see more to make yeah. those kind of So I'm just saying, yeah, hypothetically, right now, if I looked at this team, shooting is probably the one thing that, I mean, wasn't really there. It only took 10 threes for the game. That shot 40%, made 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Brazil made 3 out of 4. I was not expecting him to be the three-point shooter on this team. 3 for 6 overall, 4 for 5 from the line, so... I mean, I didn't expect him to be a shooter. I just knew he was crazy athletic, could get the dunks, get the blocks. I mean, quick enough to stay in front of driving guards, too. So that's what I was expecting. I was not expecting him to come in and be a shooter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just another wrinkle to his game that, I mean, I think he's he's going to be the guy, the main big man we play down the stretch. I'd agree with that. I mean... Watching when we played Missouri when he was over there, he was the one guy that stuck out to me on Missouri side, and now and now we get to cheer for him. It's kind of crazy how that turned out because I remember watching that game. I was like, "Huh, this Brazil guy is pretty good." Now, now we're rooting for him. Now he's for us. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean. Jordan Walsh, another thing. It didn't seem like his role was very defined in this game. No. 
like Anthony and it needs Black to be going forward. And, Anthony Black, I think his role was kind of set. He's he was the true point guard. The um the get the ball movement going, passed it all over the place. Wasn't super aggressive. Wasn't super aggressive going for a shot all the time. I mean, I was he was like the only one that I wouldn't say was really aggressive as far as getting shots up. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see his as you said his role going forward because I don't I I couldn't get a sense of it either. Um, well, I was saying Anthony Black I thought had kind of a defined role. No, I was saying Jordan. Point. Jordan yeah, has Walsh, no. Yeah. Yeah, his role wasn't super defined. He wasn't. Um, I mean, it didn't seem like the offense ran through him very much. Offense was definitely going through Anthony Black. He was for sure the the main ball handler, the playmaker on the team. Right. He's only one for seven shooting, so, I mean, I would say hope, probably will get better. I mean, hopefully it gets better. You know, I mean, he had three and Jordan, Black, or Jordan Walsh had four, so you don't want your two five-star recruits combining for single digits every game. Right. That's a little concerning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ricky's game was very exciting, very good going forward that you have that guy that, I mean, I wasn't expecting to have him be one of the main guys. I don't know, maybe I put too many of my eggs in that freshman basket. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Devo looked, like we were talking about earlier, the aggressive Devo that we saw freshman year. That's that what was he looked refreshing like. to see. Yeah, driving towards the basket, making some tough layups, getting his shot off. He was zero for two from three, so still not the best three point shooter. But no, I, he had a pretty good oh, game come, though. And then Makai was pretty good, solid big man, good four for five. Yeah, three steals. Had some good turnaround finishes in the paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about Brazil had 21, 12 rebounds. Yeah, he's a rebound machine. His arms are so long that he... I wish he would go for those rebounds with two hands, but he does the one-handers. Yeah. And the SEC, that might not be as effective, but... Yeah. Because they weren't very long. North Dakota State was not a super tall team. They had a few tall guys, but not... Uh, I think we were size difference. Yeah, I think their main... Guy number four, who's kind of a stretch big, was he's six eleven, but I mean besides that, it seemed like they're mostly. I mean, like maybe small forward at small forward shooting guard, heavy team. Yeah, I mean, looking at this roster, I only see a couple guys above six five. And so they're not the biggest team, so we'll still have to face that test when we play bigger teams. Right. They did have 11 seals for the game. Mitchell had three. Black had three. Devo had two. And for rebounds, Black had seven rebounds. Devo had six. A couple of your guards getting into the rebound game. Still always good. Anthony Black was point guard, but he is 6'7". We've known Devo's been a pretty good rebounder since he's been in Arkansas. I mean, only 10 assists. You'd like to see a couple more, maybe. No, that's a lot of these you said. Just the triple and drive. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like we haven't had that much of that at Arkansas. Like 
JD could do that. Mason could do that. But this whole team can do that now, mm-hmm. it looks like. But they got to make sure they still aren't selfish. Mm-hmm. They have but to play together. The one thing that that those drives do open up is three-point shooting. That's so. true. Defense is collapsed, and that does open up three-pointers. So you want maybe to have a little bit better shooting. So that's just what I'm saying is that could be the one one hole if I was to point anything right now. I mean, it's still the first game. And like like we were saying, Nick was Nick Smith wasn't even playing this game, so we'll see how it go how it go how it how the shooting goes forward. I'm excited. And now we have oh, yeah. very excited for this season. I've been waiting for this game for a long time. We have uh Fordham up Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And then another game on Monday, I think. Play next week we play Wednesday, South Dakota State. Oh, it's Wednesday. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean... So, some... Uh, yeah. The, I think the, Ricky's either going to be that starting shooting guard between um, Anthony and Nick, or he's going to be the sixth man, bring some energy off the bench. Just going back into like talking about the roles everyone looks like they're going to play. Well... Yeah, Anthony could definitely be off this, uh, be first off the bench. Uh, point guard. Ricky. Sorry, I meant to say Ricky. Anthony he, will be first team. Yeah, I think Anthony's your true point guard. Nick's probably more of a shooting guard style player. I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen him really play yet. So at least not. I haven't seen him too much playing live. And then, but yeah, Ricky being another starting guard or possibly that six-man. He, he could be a jolt of energy off the bench if that's what they decide to do when Nick Smith comes back. Well, hopefully he does come back for Friday's game. Mm-hmm. Or, if not, next week's game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kamani, I don't think he's going to keep starting going forward. I mean, bring the experience into your first game with him and Diva both getting the starts. I'd say probably uh, Makai and Brazil be your two main bigs going forward. And then you have Black, Council, Devo, and Nick Smith as your guards. What was that? That's six right there. And then Jordan Walsh coming off the bench with I don't know. Either Council or Devo, maybe. Jordan Walsh can finish. Yeah, he'd be great to, and he can finish if he consistently is able to finish. I think if he's not gonna be, you know, that top talent, if you let him run with the second team, then maybe his talent can really shine through at least oh, first absolutely. through his freshman year. Get him up to speed. If he doesn't like break out. I think right now he's kind of, you know, that third guy out of this freshman group. Nick Smith is number one. It seems like Anthony Black's number two, and Jordan Walsh is the third guy out of the three. At least from, like, from the overseas games and the preseason matchup so far, it seems like Jordan's kind of that number three. And then... Yeah, Jordan Walsh, 
could let him be like the guy running with the second team, kind of. I mean, that's what, going to NBA comparison, that's what LA's kind of done with Westbrook. He struggled last year, struggled to start this season. Now they put him running on the bench, and now he's kind of just running the second team. You can kind of do the same thing with Jordan Walsh if he's not going to be that top guy. I think that could really help him, confidence boost at least, if he's like the main guy on the court when he's going to get his moments. Yeah, he's definitely not the most talented guy on the court anymore, and he's probably not used to that, and that's going to be hard for him to accept. Mm -hmm. He's going to need to accept that. But, yeah, he'd thrive in that second team off the bench role. Yeah, what I would say I'm expecting to see going forward would be probably Mitchell and Brazil is your bigs. And then starting with Black, Smith, and I'd put Devo in there and bring Council off the bench just because I just feel like he'll be... That might interchange. I think that would be his best role. Like, he's definitely a starting quality player. I just feel like that spark off the bench, that six-man scoring um, threat is kind of what he looks like he's going to be. But Devo's been that six-player role before Debo was that yeah. six man last year yeah and then but I think his defense and his rebounding would really help with that first team because you already have Nick Smith who's your going to be your main scorer you have Anthony Black who's going to be your main ball handler so I think you that kind of leaves Devo kind of kind of like a small forward even though he's only 6-4 that not 3 and because he's not the best three-point shooter but defense and rebounding kind of guy I mean, he obviously he had 18 today, so he can obviously still get you a bucket when he needs to. I think that's the group I think would mesh the best as a starting lineup and bring Council and um, Walsh would be your main first two off the bench. I could see that. And then, like I said, we'll have to see what happens with these four stars going forward. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna earn their time? And who's gonna have to wait till next year? Yeah. We're going to have to wait and see because, yeah, there's no idea about Pinion, Dunning, and mm-hmm. Ford. And didn't really – Yeah. Graham didn't play today, so I don't really have a read on yeah, him. Yeah, we can't judge him yet. So he could come off and be, you know, that big guy off the bench. Him and Kamani, I think, would probably be the two competing for your big guy, main big guy coming off the bench. And throw McKell in there too. So, you, I mean, we have, what, four bigs? Brazil and Mitchell be the main two, I think, and then you have Kamani, and then Mikel. Looking for that, and Graham. So really, have five bigs. So coming off the bench, that big, the big off the bench will be between Kamani, Graham, and Mikel. I mean, Mc- Kamani seems like he got the start, so he seems like he's the guy in that spot right now. I don't know though. I I think Jalen Graham's better than Kamani, but I yeah. need to see more. I mean, it's not a good sign that he didn't play at all in this game when you had ten guys rotating in. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's, it's hard still... for me to believe that Kamani's better than Jalen Graham, but maybe Jalen doesn't fit with the system. I don't know. Oh, one thing I did also notice, even before the game started, kind of started falling in love with the Mitchell twins. Just they were in the middle of the huddles dancing. Seemed like they kept the energy up. I mean, Kamani has been that guy since he's been here. Kept the energy up. Great team guy. 
That is very true. I mean, if the Mitchells are like that too, you got three of them, I mean, this team should always be in good spirits. Yeah. You don't need Bebe doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like this team is going to mesh well. I feel like they all seem kind of like high-energy, fun people. So it could be a really fun team to watch. Like I said, it seemed like they were trying to put on a show early in this game. Maybe why they didn't pull away as much because they were focused kind of Maybe those who focused on putting on a show. Well, they, for those, then they got down to business. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going for some highlight reels at the start of the game with those alley oops. But yeah, th- I mean, this team can flat out ball. This is going to be interesting to see. A lot of athleticism on there. It's going to be interesting to see how they come together and who plays what roles. Yeah, was that final role or? Uh, Lineup that Mossman uses that first round of the NCAA tournament. That would be interesting to see. Mm hmm. Man, we were even talking about the two guys that didn't even play in this game as still potential contributors. That's how talented this team is. Right. They have a lot of potential. Yep. I think it's about time to wrap it up. Look forward to this Friday, another home game against Fordham. Fordham. Not even heard much about him. A little small school. All right. Well, thanks for listening.